I'm Sean South, Vice President of Strategy and Global Business Partnerships with the Society of Clinical Research Sites. And in this episode, we're walking down memory lane with Allison Small, SCRS's Chief Operating Officer, and Claire Grace, Chief Patient Officer at Parkcell, as we celebrate 10 years of SCRS. That's that's quite crazy when I think about it. And, you know, we were so fortunate to speak with Claire, but, you know, one of the things that stands out to Allison and I is she was one of our first global impact partners, wasn't she, Allison? She was. And, and I say Claire has always been a champion of SCRS, someone that has always supported our mission and also always has supported our sites. And Claire, we know why and how you initially got involved, but why don't you share how um, you first met Christine and how you were initially involved with SCRS? Thank you, Alison. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe it's been 10 years. That's just crazy. But I first met Christine Pierre at a site solution summit, well, at least 12 years, 13 years ago. And um, I remember going out for dinner with her. She invited me out to dinner so we could chat some more about how we could better engage with sites as an industry and, you know, what, what we could do. And I remember saying to Christine, well, you just need an organisation that brings sites together so you have one really strong voice. Because at the moment we have lots of different voices with different opinions and there's no real sort of one place we can go to really understand what sites need. And she said, huh, as she always used to do. And so she said, right, okay. So we had this chat and then in the taxi on the way home, she said to me, so I take it if I create this association that you will help. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> that sounds like Christine. Volunteered like as a sign. <laughs> so you have to be always had to be careful what you said to Christine. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, and then a couple of weeks later, I get a call from her and she said, so that that trade association we were talking about, I'm going to do it and um, I want you to help. Will you get on board? And I said, absolutely. In any way I can, um, I would love to support and help. And and that really was um, how I got involved was the, um, the passion of uh, Christine is just so infectious. And um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And so. Claire, looking back, that was probably over 10 years ago. So how has SCRS helped you with your journey in the industry and, and where you have landed now? Oh, hugely, hugely helped me. <clears throat> me personally, but my own um, goals for the industry, if you like, in that um, it's given me a sounding board, a really strong um respected sounding board in terms of understanding what those needs are not just now I mean originally it was just US it was predominantly US sites that were represented now I mean I, I lost count I think it's something like 20 countries and and the numbers of of sites that we've got in different countries around the world and types of sites represented <clears throat> so for me it's a massive bonus to be able to go to an organization like SCRS and say well, where do you stand on diversity of site-based clinical research teams? And, you know, where do you stand on this new regulation that is being drafted and is out for review? And what's your thoughts on, um, <clears throat> you know, the payment system and things like that? 
that's been incredibly valuable because I'm able to take that forward in my role into my organisations where I've worked and say, look, this is what sites want and this is what they need. And if we give them this, they can be successful. And that drives our success. That drives the success of medicines to patients. And so it's been absolutely huge to have that consolidated, really strong, powerful voice um, to support the goals that I have within the industry. Thanks a lot, Claire. I was going to say, you know, we're talking about some of those challenges. Some Sometimes when you're talking to an industry, we say we've got the same challenges we maybe had 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, we're, we're speaking about uh, so much advancement over the last two years uh, through the pandemic uh, in technology and communication. What are some of the um, what are some of the challenges ahead that you think an organization like an SCRS uh, could solve, help solve? Oh, Sean, the biggest challenge I think our industry has ahead of us is the global, re the size of the global research infrastructure. So we have got this um, perfect storm coming. We have got the biggest pipeline we have ever had in the industry because we are really realising now the benefit of things like the sequencing of the human genome. We're seeing cell therapies and gene therapies explode. Those are really complex, difficult studies. Studies are getting harder to do. They're more intense. We've got a lot more assets we need to move through the infrastructure. And we have now a population that is more research aware than ever. So really engaged in that research and wanting to drive it forward. Yet you look at the number of investigators we've got versus 15, 20 years ago, it actually hasn't grown that much at all. And we have got the perfect storm coming in that we've got this huge pipeline of drugs to get through. We've got patients understanding the research um, environment now and demanding those drugs. And yet we've got this sort of constriction in terms of the amount of capacity we've got globally in clinical research sites. We have got to invest as a research entity in the development of that capacity because if we don't we are never going to be able to get these drugs to patients and we're trying to do that with decentralized trials and trying to make you know get more patients per investigator if you like but ultimately we've got to expand the pool of investigators we've got to make life easier for them and simpler and we've got to be able to make it as efficient as possible and so I think that is Right front and centre for SCRS, you know, if ever we have needed a really strong organisation that is representing the needs of science, it's now. And do you think that that uh, call to action, you know, is is built around mentorship and, and community to help uh, naive, you know, uh, sites and, and new investigators uh, increase that capacity a bit? I think it's every pillar of the SCRS, you know, it's education and bringing new people in. It's mentorship to support them through it because it's a challenging world being an investigator, isn't it? You know, or a site coordinator. It's not an easy job. And then there's the communication to ensure that we're sharing the best practice so everyone can be as efficient as they need to be, you know. And then it's that advocating, really advocating for what physicians need, for what nurses need for what coordinators need and research directors it's every single element of what the SCRS stands for um, so I think it's it SCRS has the, the potential in this world of, to really drive um, an expansion in that capacity and, and support of that research infrastructure I think it's it's better placed than any other organization to really impact over the next decade 
such a hot topic with SCRS and one that we've been dedicated to and, and focused on trying to bring solutions to this huge challenge that is in fact affecting all of industry. So talking about the, um, the, the workforce and uh, is something that SCRS will be focused on um, at all of our site solutions summit. It's a huge challenge. It's affecting the sites, it's affecting industry. And we're hoping that as an industry that we can find some solutions to bring more awareness to students, bring more awareness to them to see how they can get involved um, in the clinical research industry. I think many of them just are not aware of it. So Claire, anything else that we can be doing at SCRS bringing, um, to bring industry together to find some solutions to this, these challenges? Yeah, absolutely, Alison. That's, you, you raised a really good point there around you know, awareness in med schools. There are a lot of med schools that don't even have research on their curricula. There's no awareness with many physicians. Um, or nurses when they when they graduate as to what research is and that's got to change you know we've got to create that awareness and that basic understanding of how to conduct research and how important it is and I think that's a great area that the SCRS could work in collaboration with with others to um, support awareness and training of new investigators I know it's something that's very high on the agenda for FDA for um, you know next pandemic planning um, to make sure that we have got more uh, a larger base of uh, research sites able to participate in the development of new solutions for, for different diseases so I think that is a huge piece that SCRS can support with and and for me one of the one of my pet peeves is that you know we have people graduating med school going into medicine and careers in medicine and they they don't know about research it mm. seems crazy you know are they really they really don't but I do think uh, with COVID um, came that awareness. It's, it is pretty incredible how that has become a, a topic within the the news or even with my children asking more questions about what I do and um, what the industry is about. So I'm hope I feel like this is the time. This is really the time to focus on this and, and continue to bring awareness with this. Alison, you're so right because um, you know, never has there been more awareness in the general population of research and the and the power of research and what it brings to us as a as you know a, a human race more than anything. And it is really interesting. I live in a really small village in in England in the UK, and I went into the post office the other day, and I was stood in the queue, and there was a guy in front of me talking to the person behind the counter in this tiny little post office, and. <laughs> They were talking about COVID vaccines and the lady behind the counter said, well, which one have you had? And he said, oh, I, I had Pfizer. And she said, oh, I had AstraZeneca. What mm -hmm. side effects did you have? Yes. And I was like, I never thought in my career I would walk into a village post office and hear two people talking about the different side effects of two different drugs for the same you know, in, indication. And I, it just made me laugh and it made me realise just how much awareness there is out there. And we need to capitalise on that. But also we need to combat those really strong misinformation campaigns, those campaigns that have really targeted, um, you know, sharing incorrect information. And, and that's had an impact. It really has. So I think there's a lot we can do at the moment and we need to, you know, capitalise on the current environment and situation to make sure that we do drive forward and we don't let those misinformation campaigns um, predominate. 
one last question. Um, I think uh, you guys hit hit a great topic on the awareness that the last few years has has driven um, whether you're in the the post office uh, or at your at your clinic. I think one thing to think about is how does uh, site success um, play a role in uh, patient centricity moving forward? So there's a lot of questions still out there uh, around decentralized clinical trials, as an example. A lot, a lot of misinformation there too. I think um, some misunderstanding of how the technology will work and and how it may enhance um, versus uh, uh, contributing to challenges for sites. So I guess what I'm asking is, how is um, site success informing your work in patient centricity, Claire? How's that evolved a bit? Oh, it's it's massively informed it for us. It's really helped us. I mean, I remember being in an SCRS um, meeting uh, and we were talking in a in a workshop session around decentralized trials. This is way before the pandemic. And I remember some physicians offering and site staff offering their view and their view that it was not acceptable to have a remote visit and that they needed the patient in front of them because they needed to be able to pick up on signs that, you know, agree with them, pick up on clinical signs that the patient may not mention or you may not see if sat in front of a screen. Fast forward now, you know, three, four, five years, and there's a lot more acceptance or, and I guess, sense of um, a bigger experience base and, and people are more comfortable with that sort of remote interaction than they ever were before. And so things like that are really helpful to me in terms of understanding the site perspective. You know, I can understand a physician saying, I want a patient in front of me. I want to see how they walk through the door. I want to see their breathing. I want to see how they're managing, what their balance is like. Those are things that are difficult to pick up on remotely. And so I, I get that. But what we have to do in terms of um, on the sort of sponsor CRO side is we have to find ways to enable physicians to be able to make those assessments remotely so we have to support them in those needs so what's a different type of test so for example you know that that um idea of instead of doing the six minute walk test we can track your steps and your speed and, and where you walk that to me is a much better solution both for patients because it integrates into their life it's not an additional task for them but also it gives a better breadth of data for a physician to make that assessment on. You know, you're not you're not assessing at a point in time, you're assessing over a much wider period. But I think the thing that um, really helps me um, from science is I'm aware that some of these decentralization techniques create a lot more data. And we can't expect physicians to be reviewing that data in the same way they were reviewing a much more consolidated database. We have to provide them the tools to see trends, to effectively analyze the data, to analyze it quickly and efficiently, and to see that, to put that in front of them and make that data actionable. And at the moment, expecting them to search through sort of, you know, EDC systems, they can't they can't search through the volume of decentralized data in that way. We have to present it back to them in a way that is consumable for them and is efficient for them to um, be able to to review and analyze and understand looking at trends looking at outliers that sort of thing so i think that's a big piece that um 
I really value the input of science on around decentralised trials and, um, and patient centricity, because until we get to that stage where we're able to share data in that way with, with sites, we're never going to empower investigators and enable them to be more efficient and, and review more cases and, and have more pa a, a larger patient base, basically. So Claire, uh, I, I know I have so many amazing memories when it comes to SCRS, whether it's been a summit or a leadership meeting or a strategic meeting or on a virtual call with our members. So would you mind sharing a memory that, that you may maybe cherish or that makes you laugh or that is impactful to you? Um, that you have encountered with SCRS? Oh my goodness, there's so many. <laughs> Trying to pick out one is really difficult. Um, there are so many memories of Christine Pierre that um, those, of course, are always incredibly special. Um, I remember her as being just formidable, such a brave, courageous woman. I repeatedly, I remember her standing up in conferences and saying, controversial statements and and sitting there going oh my god christine you didn't say that did you <laughs> us too claire us too we remember that <laughs> conferences meetings conference calls <laughs> oh, absolutely but you know she was always right she always hit the nail on the head and she was brave and courageous to do that. And so those are the things that I, I remember. But um, I think one of my fondest memories has got to be David Volcano dancing. He's a star. He is. The worm. Absolutely. The worm. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that was, oh, David will love to hear that. That's <laughs> Somewhere his ears just perked up. Somewhere in Nashville. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm so shy to do the dancing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we want to thank you. You are always such a champion of the sites. And I know Christine would be extremely proud that you are part of this journey and continue to support the mission of SCRS. And, you know, looking at your journey where you are now, um, it's been something that you've always kept SCRS with you and always are aware of the importance of the site community and their voice. So we thank you for that. Thank you so much, Alison. Honestly, I, I can't thank the SCRS enough. It's given me so much awareness, information, knowledge, friendship, support. You know, it's been a tremendous journey the last 10 years and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm very grateful, very honoured and very thankful to be involved. So thank you.